Previously on Creek Chat. Three pack of hashtag Creek Chat. How is uh, season five going to shake out with, with Dawson and Callie and Pacey on a yacht? Season five, Boston. We are fucking headed to fucking Boston, baby. Boston going to be popping, son. Boston is going to be popping going to Boston. Hashtag Boston Bow. Hey man, don't you want to fuck Joey? Dawson says he has been thinking about that, and he can't stop thinking about it. I guess I can't rule out another death. Who's gonna die? Who's gonna die? A spoiler alert: Mitch Leary is going to die. Gee, Mitch, thanks a lot. Welcome to 50 Randy Quades Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT Dunstan Leary Money. And with me, the best guest in the West, and the East, and North, and the South, and every other direction beyond the Cardinal ones. And oh, hold on, he's humble too. It's Chucky fucking B, baby. No, that's right. It is season five. We are in Boston. Who fucking predicted that? Me, I am the king of rock and roll and Nicolas Cage and hitting home runs and Dawson's Creek predictions. Welcome back, dearest listeners, to Creek Chat. And as you've just heard, we're here to talk to you in another three-pack about the first three episodes of season five of Dawson's Creek. We're also here to remind you that we love you. Yeah, LOL. You know, you just got to get it, got it, give it. Good. But what we're going to talk about before we get into those first three episodes, most importantly of all, really, are Chucky B's predictions. And I just lied to you, dear listeners. The first thing we're going to talk about is a piece of trivia. And the reason I forgot is it's been a long time since I've brought some trivia to the table. It has to do... With the biggest event of this three-pack. The ice cream cone death. Definitely ice cream cone related. And what a fucking way to go. I'll tell you what. That's fucking bullshit. I'll tell you. that. Check it. The probably one of the only things I didn't like about this three-pack. Check it. Was uh, let's write off Mitch by having him drop his ice cream cone and get into a car wreck. Check it. John Wesley Ship, Mitch, wasn't happy with the reduction in parental storylines with the kids going off to college. Quote, I was the handwriting, or I'm sorry, I saw the handwriting on the wall. We would be standing in the background with Lily, waving at Parents Day, and I really had no interest in doing that. So when they wanted to renegotiate our contract, I set my price really high. Executive producer Paul Stupin asked him to come back for the death angle. Uh, And so this is the second person who requested to be written off the show. The first being... Uh, Monica, Monica Kina, Abby, Morgan, R.I.P. So did, um, there was no, I guess, Andy didn't request to be written off the show? That's just how her character played out? 
I mean, I'm not entirely certain. I it, she may have requested, but it, she just played along with how the producers want. Like you know, they wrote her off in a way that worked for everyone. Whereas Mitch was like, yeah. they didn't want to write him off. He wanted to be written off. They were going to keep him going. Like as you'll see, Gail stays on the show, right? And she. I don't know how it would have played out for Gail if they didn't write Mitch off. Who knows? Maybe they were going to become exactly what he was saying and just been these background characters that we don't see anything about anymore except for four episodes a season. You know, when Dawson comes home for holidays, if maybe you're, he's in California or not, or Boston or not, or whatever. But we'll get to all of that. But so it was just, I just thought it was interesting that there's that's the second person that they've killed off because the person in real life was like, fuck this. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if they're just like, hey, I think I deserve a little bit more than this bullshit role, you either create a role for me or, like, fuck right. you, like, pay me money to not Here's what be I'm here. gonna say, and I'm gonna do a little judgment on John Wesley Ship here, what the fuck else are you doing with your career right now that you can't just do two more seasons of Dawson's Creek, phone it in and get a goddamn paycheck? Like, are you stupid? What did you, what money did you make when you walked away from Dawson's Creek that was better? I'd love to look and see what he started acting in right after he left Dawson's Creek. I bet it's a bunch of direct to fucking home video bullshit. And he should have just stuck around as Mitch. Two more seasons. That's all they're asking. Yeah, and well, like, and I don't even know if Abby did anything either. She so. ended, I don't remember if, she, I think Freddie versus Jason was after she left. It had to have been because she left in like 99 and Freddy versus Jason was in the early 2000s and she was the lead in that. All right. And then what about after Couldn't that? Couldn't tell you. Probably more horror that is lower tier. Maybe some maybe some All other right. TV like Dawson's Creek-esque type show appearances. So if anything, she just kind of like failed. Now, if, if I were a good host, I could. Ha- I mean, what's the deal here? I mean, how many people really want to be gigantic? Well, I mean, a number of people from the show went on to be pretty big fucking stars, but they were the leads of the show. And I shouldn't say even... James Vanderbeek has had a good career, considering Dawson's Creek is how he made his name. I'll say. Correct. And I, I like James Vanderbeek a lot, personally speaking. But Katie Holmes has had a very interesting life since being on Dawson's Creek and has clearly yeah. been successful as well. Whether or not she's good as a performer is a different fucking question that I've answered many times. No, that's just an opinion-based sure. thing. And Michelle Williams has been very successful as an actress and I'd imagine in general. Also interesting oh, life. for sure. Absolutely. Can't negate that. Um, Josh Holmes has been successful just on a smaller scale than the rest of them. Or Josh Jackson. Did you say I did. Josh, I said Josh Holmes? Holmes? I meant Josh Jackson. I don't know where I pulled Holmes from. Katie Holmes. Perfect. They got married in real life and he took her last name. She didn't marry fucking Tom Cruise. That never happened. That's Siri Holmes. That's a alternate Yeah, I'm universe. making a lot of sense here. But he did well. He was on that show Fringe. Yeah. Wait until they bring back the Mighty Ducks and he's the coach. Uh, I'm already signing on. There are even talks of that happening, and if there aren't, why aren't there? Yeah, I don't know. Should we write that movie and send it to Disney? Yeah, I'm down. D D four. Oh my god. Or no, do you rebrand? And it, I, I'm not saying make it cheesy, but do you do do you, do D four? Do you like reboot? This is obviously the like, this is the fourth one, but you don't call it number four. But I don't know what else you call. I don't it. know. I kind of like D four. Just make four more of them and get to D four. I don't. That means I gotta write three movies before I can write D four. Okay, so yeah, no, someone else writes D four. We just write the first. No, because we could also bring back Emilio Estevez as like the grandpa who dies. He's yeah. the one making the skates. Oh, it writes dude, itself. It writes its fucking self, dude. 
let's talk about your predictions for episode one, the Bostonians. So we're going to meet our newest crew of people, the Bostonians. And by newest crew, I mean the same old mofos. We got Grams, we got Jen, we got Jack, we got Drew, all living in Boston. And I think we're probably going to get some Pacey. I just don't know how he's going to get to Boston. You know what? I think Dawson's going to end up there too because cat's out of the bag. Mitch is going to die soon and he's got to come home for the funeral. So I got pretty much all of that minus uh, Drew. R.I.P. Drew's character. No, I don't know if that's true. (sighs) Like, no, I mean, like, I, I'm still holding out hope, but I feel like considering Jen's got a new man, like... But hold on, though. And I I know the answer, but let me just play aside here. What if the fact that she's got a new man is what the wrinkle is when Drew pops up on the scene? And he's like, oh, girl, I thought we had something going on, but now Chad Michael Murray's here. So... I, that could be interesting too like i hope drew comes back i really like drew i think his character is great I, but i do love the addition of uh audrey and here that's a character i was about to bring up because again not confirming whether or not he shows up but i think a pairing of audrey and drew would be out of this world yeah I, you couldn't I even she'd be the one person who'd definitely be able to look at drew and go uh-uh bro i'm not gonna put up with your bullshit and he's gonna go yes ma'am you're my new mommy because <laughs> he's that kind of weirdo Let's let's hear about the breakdown, the real one, though. Though they have all left Capeside for school and beyond, things between Joey, Dawson, Jen, and Pacey remain unsettled. I mean, sure. certain combinations of those people are unsettled. Well, and that's where I was getting at the other day, where I was all like, this is unsettled. And you're all like, I don't know what you're talking about, unsettled. Between who, though? Between Dawson and Joey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we yeah. Are, then we obviously have taken sides here. You agree with Joey, and I agree with Dawson because they have the exact same conversation where she's like, "We left this unresolved," and Dawson's like, "I was under the impression that this was absolutely resolved." What are you talking about? Nah, yeah. See, like, I don't know. I guess because this is what I was talking about—the wedding bells and shit. Like, are they back on? Like, who knows? And then uh, uh, that's up for you to think about and mull over and decide. And you got less than two more seasons now to really hone in on what you think the, the answer well, I, is i know there's gonna be a wedding oh i know sure. it. like i can just feel it in my bones <laughs> it's in your bones yeah they're all like there's a wedding well let's see if these next set of predictions for episode two with a long weekend were in your bones this is going to be the one where mitch dies it's going to focus mostly on jack jen grams and drew all in boston so we're going to get two episodes in a row that being this one and the next one focusing on that we're, or no, the first one, the Bostonians in the long weekend. We're also going to get Dawson dealing with some shit in L.A., uh, which is true of one of the episodes. Joey's going to try to figure out to move in with Jen and Jack. That doesn't happen. But she is happy that they're there so she can go and hang out there. And I think it makes perfect sense she would live with them, but it's so nice to see that she does still go hang out. They're in the same fucking city. Everyone loves Grams. She lets them come home drunk, and she's like, ah, it's cool. Let me get you some snacks and some tea and, like, tell me about your drunken night. I'm a cool-ass grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she's she's just there to hang out and be like, hey, man, what's up? That's what they play it as when we see her here so far. It's basically (laughs) like, you kids just go have fun. Jack, you go. It's pretty great. Jack, you go join that frat. I don't even give a fuck. You feel good there? Just go get drunk with your bros and play video games and like learn how to cheat on tests and stuff. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let's hear about. I love that. Oh, we'll we'll talk about the breakdown for this one. Dawson's trip to Boston is undercut by a grim phone message from Joey. Jen decides to give romance a chance. 
I think this uh, grim phone message thing is a little much. Here's the thing, and here's what I'm hoping the specifics of it play out, because this is very on-the-nose Joey and Dawson behavior. Turn something that has pretty much already been said, but they're just saying it again in different circumstances, and it's a different person saying it, which is something they again pointed out, and then blowing it up. But the difference to me here is that they're very self... And her admitting that she was drunk. But they're even more self-aware of it this season. Because the whole time you've got the professor sitting there going, Joey, you got to decide what that kiss is and stop overthinking things. And you've got Audrey, you got yep. Audrey going, don't worry about the mess, man. Messes are good. Embrace the shit and just live your fucking life. So the show's finally going, hey, hey, we get it. We're going to start doing something smarter here, maybe. At least that's what it, that's what it feels like, right? Episode 3, Capeside Revisited. I think you had a little more to say about this. This is going to be the one where Dawson comes back for Mitch's funeral. The whole Creek crew comes back for the funeral. That's where Dawson has to decide if he's going back to L.A. or transferring to Boston. If Boston's got a film school. Or if he's just going to be like, fuck it. I'm going to be like A.I. Brooks and just film movies. Pacey is going to be working the yacht. And he'll come back in this episode. He already came a few episodes ago. Yeah, but he was working the yacht. Oh, he was working the yacht in a number of ways, and I don't even just mean that sexually. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. even just mean that sexually. He was working it for real. He was banging the yacht dude's niece or some shit like that, and he was working his chef skills up on that boat, too. Uh-huh. It's uh, real real good. Real, real Things are looking up for fucking collegeless Pacey. They certainly are, more so than they were coming into the season, where he was... Yes, working out on a yacht, but honestly, I still had the question, and everyone should have the question, like, what is he going to do, though? What's the plan? The man can't really just work yachts forever. He he could do that easily for a few years and save us some money and figure it, figure it out. Yeah. I guess maybe you maybe you buy your own charter, and you just take people out and make money that way. People definitely charter boats. He could, I guess, actually, he could, and he still could work the sea for the rest of his life. Yeah, why not? Is Pacey the sea master? Here's the breakdown. Dawson finds his dad won't support his decision to drop out of film school. Joey finds out that Pacey's in Boston. All right, let's talk about episode one, the Bostonians, and what's going on with the Boston crew. Oh, so how this uh, how this season seems like it's st- like starting with like a voiceover, and I'm like, oh, this is new. It it threw me for a loop too. I was like, wait, hold on, why is this happening to me right now? This is Dawson's Creek. There's no voiceovers. And then it just turns out it's not necessarily a voiceover. It's uh, Joe sitting in writing class, having her teacher read her steamy sex story about her and Dawson. And then being like, boom, you get a C because you didn't finish the story. It ends where it should have started, girl. And that's where I refute your statement of it being a steamy sex story because it didn't end. (laughs) It was your absolute complaint at the end of last season. You were like, why didn't they just fuck? Well, and that's what I'm saying. That's what the teacher says. She didn't take it for. That's what the teacher's saying. Teachers are like, hey, you got to take it to the next level. Kiss ain't shit. You got to fuck. He doesn't say that at all. What he really says is you just have to pick what the ending is. You have to decide what it is, whether it is fucking or not. And it's interesting how that plays out over these episodes and their dynamic. But yeah, she gets a C on that thing, though. And Joey Potter does not get C's. No, yeah. And then uh and then right after that, I was all like, "Oh man, the the Creek kids are off to college and there's a new uh new video for the opening of the show." 
Oh, they change it up every season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to it too much, but I noticed it for this one. I think at the beginning of every season, they've already gone through and, at least for some of the episodes that were filmed, pulled out the big moments and stuck them in. I think. I don't know. I don't pay that much attention. I just know I noticed them this season for sure. I was like, oh, there they are. But we find out, and this is what's weird to me, and I think someone else points it out too, and we'll see. Dawson's already coming back to visit for the weekend. But then we find out that he isn't really, because he got an internship. But I was like, why the fuck was he going to be coming out in the first place? Like, is he doing that bad out in L.A., really? Is he even giving it a try? Well, I mean, realistically, he'd been out there for months already. Right. But he hadn't had an opportunity to get on a film set until that very day. And now I understand what he does after being on that film set. Like, then I'm definitely on board with what Bob Dawson's doing. Like, I get it. But up until then, I'm like, you didn't even see it up to that dream of getting on a set. You just got to give it some time. Get that USC pedigree, baby. Yeah, but he also does mention where he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I knew there's going to be a lot of fakes out here, but he's like, geez, yeah. man, there's so many fake motherfuckers. Like, what the fuck? He uses the very popular in this time frame term of posers. Yeah. But then we cut to... We cut to Joe answering her cell phone, cell phone, cell phone, cell phone. There's another cell phone. I think it's at the end of the last episode or maybe it's the next episode maybe it's this episode we'll get there she goes from being the kind of person who doesn't have a cell phone at all to being the kind of person who clips it on the front of her pants (laughs) immediate turnaround first of all i didn't need one and now i can't even not look at it being here well i remember when people did that a lot oh i definitely remember when people did that i was never that person i want to hide it in my pocket don't worry about my cell phone I don't even need you to know I have a cell phone until I take it out and I throw it at your face. I remember those commercials too of people like being like, look at my cell phone. It's like, it's here on my like hip. Listen, Dwight Schrute loved having his phone on his belt. Oh, yeah. and if Dwight Schrute loves it, I probably shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Especially when it comes to physical presentation. But then we cut to, yeah, she answers that cell phone and Dawson's like, actually, girl, hold on. I can't make it out. I did get this internship and she is not, she looks really sad about that. She wanted to see her boy Dawson because she does feel unresolved. Yes, yes. But she's always, but she's too cowardly to just fucking do something about it. Well, I mean, until she gets drunk and decides to repeat what she's already said. But let's get to how that happens. We get to Jen and Jack. Jen and Jack out walking around with coffee. He's chilling. He's checking out dudes. She's asking about Toby. He's like, we're doomed to this long distance shit. And you can tell Jack is itching for the deck. He's out there hunting the college oh, yeah. grounds. And then he's like, he's yelling at Jen being like, dude, I've kissed more guys than you. And she's like, no, I kissed a guy. And she's like, <laughs> he's like, straight guys. Okay, you win. And then a football comes whizzing in at the table. And you know, nimble handed Jack. Boom, up in there. He's got that football. Yeah, and then that like was obviously after watching a couple more ep- episodes that that was a total setup because that, that guy was like, oh, yeah, why don't you guys swing by this frat party? Because they obviously were headhunting Jack to join their frat. It was an obvious setup from that throw to the table because why would you write that in if this good-looking dude doesn't come running into the scene and make himself known? What's the point of that? To show, to remind us that Jack can fucking catch a football. May, see, what I, what you might be thinking is, ooh, that's a guy trying to recruit him for the football team. 
because that's how people recruit for college football teams for real. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe an intramural football team that they just do for fun on the side. Yeah, that maybe I could believe. But no, it's the frat. It's the frat angle. We find out about the frat when dude's like, bro, this is frat party later. Maybe you and your girl here should come. And then we meet Audrey. Oh, yeah. I was all like, not here, but later on, I, I just talk about how much I love her. Well, Joey's like... They, you can tell it's not the person Joey envisioned because she's like, listen, Joey, there's this dude coming over later. We're going to bone down. And Joey's like, you can't keep sex dialing me from this fucking room. You got to slow it, slow it down. And then she tells Audrey that, oh, Dawson's not coming. And Audrey's like, okay. And she's all like, oh, I'm so sorry. Dunstan's not coming. And I laughed. <laughs> right. But she's also like, I tell Zach not to come. Me and you, we're going to chill the fuck out because I want to be your girl. Not like that, but your girl in a friendly way. Yeah, because she says at one point, she's all like, yeah, back home in L.A., all my friends were like, would call me like their therapist because they just tell me all their problems. Yep. She's like, I can help you out if you fucking let me. Well, there's a real big problem Joey has when a bunch of women who want to be friendly with Professor Wilder in a very sexual way are trying to get in and talk to him. And she's like, what the fuck? And skips out, but then catches him climbing out of his fucking window i feel like she does that a couple of times in this episode or in this three pack at least where oh, she's yeah. like is this the line fuck this and she just walks away i think it's the next episode that comes up again but she gets lucky in this one because he's escaping out the window and she's like oh yeah um what's going on with this c and he's like yeah you need to make a choice you need to figure out how your story ends what did that kiss mean and that's where your story starts and she's like oh i don't know how to make choices i'm a big dummy even though i'm really smart i'm a fucking stupid <laughs> well then she goes back to her room and surprise surprise no not to her room she goes to jen and jacks as we were saying earlier and grams is and chills there and they're talking about what pacey might be doing so Pacey's coming up right out the bat. Like, we're not pretending Pacey's still gone on that yacht. Or maybe he is. Maybe he's in Boston, Jen says. Did you know right there that he was in Boston? When she was like... No. You didn't suspect? I didn't, I didn't suspect it. Like, I knew that he was, but when I heard her say it, I was like, oh, I feel like that was an obvious tip of the hat to him being fucking chilling in Boston. Because the way she says it, like, she waits the comedic, like, second and a half, and then she kind of goes, or Boston? <laughs> kind of it's not quite like that but <laughs> then we find out joey's gonna go to the frat party because this is new college joey although she does kind of protest a little bit and say we have a bad history at parties yeah but she make she makes it happen because it's fucking joey frat party you know so at one point she's back in her room talking to audrey yes. and she says something like because like she says like joe says something where she's like oh maybe a stranger shouldn't just be telling me how to live my life or something like that and audrey's like well i'm only a stranger because you never talked to me um you know and i wonder whose fault that is and i was all like boom bitch like audrey fucking serving up the truth bombs uh to joe over here and joe's not liking it well, the thing that Joe was taking objection to was that Audrey was like, I don't think you're having the right college experience just sitting over there pining over this boy on the other side of the country. And yeah, that's what I love about Audrey is what you just brought up that she brings to the table what Joey Potter needs to hear. 
unabashed fucking honesty like stop being that way and just fucking live your life that's what you need to do and she's really charming very charming person yeah i would agree with that and very quickly though we find out back to the surprise of pacey being in boston jen pops by and sees him chilling on a boat just apparently living on the yacht he was sailing on the off time or was he renting someone else's boat to live on i do not know I think it might be his girlfriend's, like, parents or uncle's boat or something. Well, they do say that the yacht that he was working on over the summer was his girlfriend's uncle's boat. So that's what I was asking. That So that would have been the one he was chartering. Was that, was it a different boat? That, that's, who knows? He's on someone's yeah, boat. Know. And what, a, for Pacey, think about that. What a way to live. Yeah. Fucking just kind of chilling. He's got a rich trust fund girlfriend paying for... Uh, we're going to get to that. Because uh, we don't find out about her quite here. We find out that Doug told Jen where Pacey was staying, which I think it's interesting that Jen and Doug would have a conversation at any point. Like, I'd like to see that on film. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think they'd get along really well. Like, maybe not at this age. Like, maybe not when she's 19, 18 or 19. But, like, maybe when she graduates college. I could see Jen and Doug getting along... Because, all right, Pacey's got the long-running joke about Doug being gay, right? But he doesn't have that kind of real effeminate side that they have revealed. You know what I mean? Not to say that show tunes are gay or poetry are gay or any of that's gay, but in Dawson's Creek world, you know that's code for gay. And so they use it as a joke. Yeah. Whether whether or not he's gay. Well, it's like in Seinfeld where, where they talk about like Jerry liking Bette Midler and... Right. Gets him the the tickets, like George gets him the tickets to go see Guys and Dale or Guys and Dolls. <laughs> and he's like he's like, No, it's not gay, it's not called guys and guys. <laughs> well <laughs> back back to Jen and Pacey, which is always a combo I like. She's like, Listen, there's this party tonight and he's like, Nope, not interested. She's like, But there's also these Sunday dinners we do at Graham's and you should come to that. And he's like, eh, well, just keep this a secret, why don't you? And she's like, all right, but not forever. So then we cut back. This is where Joey cuts back to her room again. And there's Jen and Jack chilling in with Audrey. That's a hell of a threesome right there. And apparently they'd been talking about Joey's dating history. So Audrey's filled in on shit that Joey was trying to keep secret. Yeah. And you know Jen and Jack went into most of the good details. I assume so. I would think so. Audrey seems satisfied, and you know she had a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. This is where I just wrote down, I love Audrey. This is where she's invited to the party, too. So we know she's part of this crew, at least for for the night. And that's where we meet, um, or we see at least, Chad Michael Murray there playing bass when they first cut into the scene. And he went on to greater fame on, what was that other show? I don't know. One Tree Hill. Oh, so this was a guy that makes it? I didn't even recognize him. I don't, well, it depends on what your definition of makes it is. I'm pretty sure he's on One Tree Hill for most of its run, which was like probably 12 seasons. Yeah, I'd say that's kind of making it. You're on a TV show for more than a decade. Yeah. Even if he, But even if he only did it for eight years, I'd say that was a good run. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I don't think he ever got that like movie push in a successful way. All right. that's, that's the next level of fame, depending on what kind of TV success you can get. Because there's TV famous that I'd consider... Just as big as movie famous. I would agree with that, too. <laughs> All right. So now we're at that frat party, and Joey somehow inexplicably bonks heads with some guy. How did they knock heads together? I do not know. 
Like, how was that? Why, how would you not hit like shoulders or feet or knees or something before your heads came together? Bad writing. I don't know. I don't usually get hung up on that shit, but it really. And I feel like it's been happening more often to me lately where these little things are really fucking getting under my skin in a way that they didn't before. Because that's distracted me for the rest of the episode. Like not all right, that's a lie. The rest of the scene, at least. I'm like, I can't take this guy seriously. The one who's like creepily talking about looking at her in economics class or something. And he knows something about her tucking her hair behind her ear. I'm like, dude, why are you this weird and terrible? Yeah. And did you bonk heads on purpose? Is that how it happened? You purposely decided bonking heads was going to be the move? That's probably actually what happened. So he decided to headbutt a girl to get her attention. And it just happened to be Joey. Well, he also happens to have sex with Audrey later. So, I mean, he does he does something, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess he wins. Sure. <laughs> Everyone wins. Uh, except for Joey, who leaves to meet her friend. Some dude some dude hits on Jen, and I love seeing Jen basically just... She, like, made fun of him, basically. Just mocked him to his face. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. And then, um, what you're calling um, Michael Murray Chad. <laughs> <laughs> What's his... Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, That's Charlie Michael Murray. He comes up, and he's like... He's like, hey... And she's like, no. And he's like, no what? And so he has like a nice little friendly banner with her and she's like actually kind of liking it. And uh, yeah, that kind of happens. Well, they just have this little moment where she's, yeah, totally not interested, but he was like totally not coming to hit on her, at least not in the way that she thought. And it's the, it's the meet cute sort of thing where he gets her defenses down and whatever. So you see that Jen's back in the romance game, right? You're like, yeah. oh, okay, this is going to happen. Before that is we get a little bit more of the fraternity situation for Jack where that dude from earlier comes up and he's like, bro, let me give you the car salesman pitch about frat life being brother life and how we got you back like blood dog. Why don't you come join a fraternity, bro? And Jack's like, hold on, maybe I should tell you that I'm gay or something like that, huh? huh?" But he can't say it before the dude runs away. It's funny because like looking at jack and how jack acts this entire episode i'm like yeah he's definitely a bro and should be joining this frat it makes perfect sense when you look back at what he's done up to this point and especially the way they write him in this episode completely it's not like it's weird he's gonna join a frat it'd be weird if Jocelyn dawson joined the frat it'd be weird if pacey joined a frat if he happened to be in college jack though 100 percent. well and they talk about that in the next episode as well yeah, they get into the reasons why it why he's could apprehensive. Be a problem. Yeah, why it could be a problem, and we find out a whole lot about why it won't be. We get a moment between Audrey and Joey that kind of like they bond though, which is really good to see. Yeah, I wrote that there was a nice little conversation before she uh, drunk dials Dawson, and it's just like I'm done. Goodbye. Well, it's odd. Well, they're drunk, and Audrey's talking about her boy down the creek and how she had to break up with him so that they wouldn't hurt each other long distance because they should go have fun. So it's just Audrey. I shouldn't say it's Audrey getting into Joey's head because that's not... No, it's Audrey showing uh, it it was some depth for this new character, so... But it gets into Joey's head because Joey overthinks everything, as the professor points out later. So she overthinks it and drunk dials and has the same conversation they had three months ago and makes things weird again in the next episode. But that is what it is, so that's fine. They all get back to Grams' house, right? And they're talking about charlie michael murray they're loving how jen is loving it and then grams comes in and she's like what up y'all 
Y'all drunk? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot, shot, shots. What's up with that, Charlie and Michael Murray? <laughs> she's like, she's like, it's about damn time, Jen. That really ain't no lie, though. Graham's attitude towards all of this is basically like, listen, I wish you'd at least go out and hang out with a dude. I'd imagine what you're going to do afterwards, and I'm not going to tell you explicitly to do that, but also maybe you should just go suck a dick, girl, because this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> so I, so our first look at the Boston crew, and it was a lot of fucking fun. They did a lot of good stuff there. Oh, it was a lot of fun. And I'll be honest, Intern Dawson was a lot of fun, too. Yeah, it was, it was pretty hilarious how, like, he's nervous, obviously, when he gets there. And then he gets there and the one chick is like, oh, yeah, we got like, I want to talk about all these ideas. And then he finds out that, nope, he's just an intern. Get the fuck out of here. He goes and sees well, Todd. She, she thinks he's the writer of the movie, but he gets sent out to do his intern job. And Todd is the director of the movie. So we got bottom of the barrel yeah. to top of the barrel on the set. And Dawson is the fucking bottom. Um, and then they have that little interaction, which was pretty cool, I thought, where... Like, he's like, all right, Dawson, what'd you think about this movie? And he's like, yeah, it's exactly what you thought. It's pretty garbage. Well, before then, dude, Dawson had come up with the script, and dude was like, you read it. I don't have time for this. Tell me if it's good or bad. It's probably bad. And that's when Dawson comes over and goes, yep, it's definitely bad. And dude's like, well, what are you doing about wanting to be a director? What's your plan? What, what are you doing here? And Dawson's like, I, yeah, I'm going Dawson's to, like, going, oh, going to school? Yeah, I'm going to USC. Dude just comes right back and goes, and I loved hearing it. I don't know, maybe it's different on Hulu. Film school is for pussies. What are you really doing about it? And I was like, oh shit, they just dropped a pussies on Dawson's Creek. It, it works for that character too. Oh, dude, I, I thought was it good. Was perfect for that character. It just felt weird. Like I don't say pussies on Creek Chat, and I say a lot of other things on here that they don't say on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> it just caught me off guard a little bit to hear that. They say ass and bitch and stuff often enough i guess but you don't ever hear a pussy on the creek no no yeah you're right well then he's like welcome to hollywood dawson when he comes back later dawson's all nervous and clumsy and drops the fucking drinks he pulls a jt money and spills everything everywhere and uh fucking todd's yelling at everybody and he's like yeah it's all the way from these people all the way down to the fucking interns and Dawson's kind of mutters on his breast, like, "Ah, fuck you." I wish that's what he would have said. Todd's all like, "What'd you say?" And Dawson doesn't say anything, and he's like, "Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought." And then he walks away, and then Dawson's like, "You know what?" He's like, "I said screw you." And then like, like he kind of goes off on a tirade on Todd, and like people end up clapping, and Todd kind of looks around, and he and he walks up to to Dawson, and he's all like. You know, you got some fucking balls, kid, but get the fuck out of here. You're fired. So Dawson mopes out of the fucking studio and off the, off the lot like he's Charlie Brown. And he's talking to the security guard he talked to earlier who let him in. And it was, you know, hey, sonny boy, it's your first day on the set. How are you doing? And Dawson's like, oh, I'm living the dream, baby. It's going to be so good. And then it isn't good. And the dude's like, well, what's going on? He's like, oh, my friends are in Boston. Well, why aren't you in Boston, Sonny? That was your that was almost like my grab's voice. Yeah, no, that's how this dude sounded too, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Dawson's like, Yeah, why the fuck am I not in Boston trying to fuck Joey? They immediately tap into the idea of Dawson being like, Yeah, I'm done with this LA shit. I need to go back to Boston. Um because 
he is back in Boston at the end of this episode. Yeah. He knocks on Joey's door and she unexpectedly, she's kind of like, who is oh, this? She th- and she goes the to dude, open it. The dude she bonked heads with earlier, she had crossed paths with before going to bed earlier. I think she thought it was either him or just some other dude because it's implied that Audrey has had a number of men coming through the room. Yeah. But not this man. Nope. It's Dawson. And I noted that there was a hug and not a kiss. I also noted that when they zoomed in on Joey's face at the like during the She hug, was smiling. No, it started as a smile, but then turned into the very serious face because she remembered about the message that she left. And as we find out in the next episode, The Long Weekend, she assumed that Dawson had listened to the message already and then come. But that is not the case. Before we continue to delve into the Dawson and Joey drama, though, because this is a straight-up return to the drama, let's talk about what Pacey Witter got into during the long weekend, because it shows a really interesting avenue for his character to take. Well, the first thing the first thing he got into was a new girl in the form of Melanie Shea Thompson, because all rich people have three names. It's true. They do. And so you know which one you are in the will. <laughs> it's like serial killers. So other people named like John Gacy don't get mistaken. No, For I'm John, John Wayne Gacy. I'm not John Wayne Gacy. I am John Michael Gacy. Stop calling this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they call him John Wayne Gacy to distinguish him from all the other normal John. All right. Who cares about John Wayne Gacy right now? God damn it. I care about Pacey and the Polaroid he apparently also has of Melanie, which is really funny to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't get a nude on a flip phone. No. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dougie stops by to be like, hey, man, you need to go to this. What's Doug doing in Boston? He's visiting fucking just, just pace coming out to chill he's like hey pace i gotta talk to you bruh what you gonna do with your life well he's asked that to pacey that's probably at least the third time now if not more dude pacey's like i am 18 and i'm gonna yacht it up like chill the fuck out right i can see where doug's coming from though because if there aren't people asking pacey what he's gonna do pacey will end up doing nothing because he believes in nothing of himself yeah but haven't doug and his father both told pacey hey we we like nobody thinks that like college is for you and sorry if the joke was you're not smart enough to get into college because that's not the case but that's my point is that fulfills your wish of why does pacey have to be a college guy because the guy that the reason doug's there is to tell pacey to go see a guy who's a chef and has a job for pacey so here's a career path that isn't college oriented but you can make a very good living doing if you put in a lot of hard work, I guess you know, it's not easy to be a successful chef or cook, as Danny prefers to be called, apparently. Yeah. So he's supposed to go to me for this interview and he comes in and Danny's like, oh, so you're the new dishwasher? And Pacey's like, no, I'm just here to meet you. Tell my brother I was here. See you later. Dude's like, no, you are the new dishwasher. Pacey's like, no, I'm leaving. So he leaves and he's not the new dishwasher. Until he goes to dinner with Melanie Shea Thompson later. And she drops the... Like she she drops the whole thing like where she's like picking up the check and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? And she drops this bombshell. She's like, Hey, this is what legally blondes do for their slacker boyfriend. Oh yeah. 
Well, because she apparently goes to law school, which he's trying to convince. He's trying to convince her before she picks up the check that she doesn't actually like it. And she's like, no, dude, I, I do like law school. Yes, it makes my parents happy, too. But also it makes me happy. So, yeah, she's like, just because it makes my parents happy doesn't mean it doesn't make me happy. Just because you hate school and can't relate to it doesn't mean that's true of everyone. And yeah, also let me pick up the check because you are my loser slacker boyfriend who doesn't have a job and doesn't have a money and lives on my family's boat. Yep, pretty much. And he does not like that one bit. Nope. I mean, that's the whole reason why he broke up with Joey, right? Yeah, pretty Yep. Not because she was paying for stuff, but because she was smarter than him, and he apparently has an alpha alpha male complex. Yeah, he can't be taken care of in that way. He still needs to be the provider, the top dog. And Melanie doesn't give a shit. Like, and, well, he shouldn't give a shit either, but that's neither here nor there. And he goes over to Danny's again, but he talks him into like, listen, I'm not going to be your dishwasher. You got to teach me how to be a fucking cook. I know how to cook fish. I was on that yacht forever. I learned the basics of all the fucking fish out there, dog. So you train me up. And Danny's like, okay, show up here, work hard, be on time, and you can have any fucking job in this restaurant, including my job. And that's got to be such music to Pacey's ears. Like, wait, a place I have an opportunity to be the top man? Yeah. Like, not only in my relationship, but at my job, too? Holy shit. I'm on board with that. So he, for the moment, puts the sea on the back burner. And takes a job at a restaurant. Which I think could be really good for him. I think it's such a beautiful stroke of of writing, which is often rare on this show, to look at something and go, that was a perfect decision. But putting him in that kind of career path, because it's like you brought up before, what about a GED? What about the trades? What about whatever? This is the show kind of going, here is an alternative path that you can go down that isn't a college degree. Yeah. And that's acceptable. That's a thing you can do. What's also acceptable, what's also a thing you can do, is have sex with Charlie if you're Jen. Yeah, and that's pretty much all they do. So much that in, I think, the next episode, they explore trying to not have sex for like 12 hours. Yeah, that comes up right away. But it starts out here, we're at the point where no one even has anyone's number. Like, in their little meet-cute moment, it was so cute that neither of them thought to ask for the other's number because they were trying so hard to pretend like they weren't hitting on each other for the longest part of that conversation. Correct. Which is what made it cute, but also stupid. So they're just walking around, and they happen to stumble across this college radio station that... Who's working there? Charlie Michael Murray. Charlie Michael Murray. He holds up a sign that says, get in here. And Jack... But it's upside down. And Jack is pointed out, kind of like, all of this, dummy. And he still has to pull Jen inside, though. Like, Jen, Jack doesn't care. Jack's like, any hunk will meet will do for you, honey. Like, just get in there and blow this dude. I'm sick of this. I'm- yeah, Jack's like, if you don't, I will. <laughs> Somebody's got to. And it's going to be one of us. So he's on the air, and Jen, and this is why I love Jen so much, she just sits down at the radio station, pulls up a head, headset and a microphone, and just gets on the air. She's like, nope, we're not listening to what you want to play. It's bad for a Monday morning. We're going to listen to this thing. And he's like, okay, we'll do both. Yeah. Did you notice on the panel in front of Jen was a Cottonmouth King sticker? I did not notice that. Oh, yeah. A big old Cottonmouth King sticker. 
That's funny. It was probably the biggest sticker on the panel, to be honest with you. I don't even remember what any of the other ones were. I thought that was really funny. But they go to his room and they're talking music. And you know it's Jen. So if he can talk music, and obviously he plays music and is at a radio station, that's going to work for her. And they start making out real hard. And then we come back the next time and they are naked in bed together. Yep. Good for Jen. But she's late for dinner, and she's not happy about that. No, she's not happy about that. But uh, Charlie's all like, hey, baby girl, where are you going? She's like, I'm late for dinner with my grandma. And she's, he's like, oh, shit, I thought you were joking about that. But no, no, no. He never mind. He also, like, didn't remember who Jack was. Like, it was almost like, and he remembers when he's reminded, but he had already started the process of forgetting who any of those people were. And that comes up in the next episode. And that's why the bet exists, is we need to get to know each other, Charlie. I'm not just someone who has sex with someone and there's nothing else to it. We got to grow together. But we get to that. We get to that next episode. But they have sex again here first, actually. So she's even later to dinner. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) We can't forget that. Like, it's been a while. She's not ready to get back off the bike just yet. Now, I mean, lucky for Charlie. Lucky for both of them, honestly, except for that stupid fucking haircut on cmm here like that's some bad stuff what is that i understand in the time frame that was like a a really normal haircut in certain bands it does look fucking stupid it's just not a good haircut at all although i right now am talking about how much i love kenny omega's hair and it's pretty ridiculous that's why you love it though you don't love it because it's good you love it because it's bad and it is bad (laughs) but bad's not even the right word it's glorious no it's it's fantastic it's the only reason that my sister liked kenny omega to start like that's the reason she started liking him is because she looked at his hair and said what the fuck is that and here here you are why would someone choose to do that with their hair for so long too in various forms and phases but so many bad purposeful bad bullets they're, they're, but they're more than a mullet. There's something else. They're, uh, no, they're, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely a form of mullet. It's the hybrid mullet. <laughs> they're cousins with the mullet. Let's talk about a really great threesome, and that's Joey Dawson and Audrey. Because Audrey involved in anything is great. They're in her room the next morning after he just showed up on campus, or not the next morning, at the end of the weekend, and she's got to go try and drop this class because she's not going to get a C. She's not having it. No, yeah, she's like, I would rather drop this fucking class and waste half a day and not hanging out with Dawson because we've been beefing over this fucking... No, they haven't beefed yet. They've had a nice weekend up to this point, remember? He's still in the room, and but he's planning, like, well, she's going to cut, and before his flight comes in, he's going to go do a campus tour with Audrey. They're going to go around and check shit out and kill some time. But he happens to notice the message from Joey, which he hasn't listened to in the the chaos of being fired, traveling cross country and hanging out with his love and soulmate for the whole weekend. He goes, Oh shit, a message from Friday, Joe, I never listened to it. Let's hear it. And she's like, no, I mean, not quite like that, but she freaks out. No, it was basically like that, (laughs) but he listens to it and he hears it. And he's like, what the fuck was that? I thought this shit was taken care of. And she's like, no, it's not taken care of. And he's like, we could have been talking about that shit all weekend. But Joe's like, nope, nope, nope. Storms out. And Audrey true to form and perfect and very perceptive goes, she's a handful that girl, isn't she? (laughs) And Dawson just shakes his head like, oh God, I can't believe I'm doing this again. But I mean, it's the reason why he went across the country, right? 
Like, no, well, everything that happened up until that message was, and her reaction to his reaction to that message was that wasn't part of the plan. And you know how they are at things not going according to plan, not great at it. But with someone like Audrey in the mix, maybe they can learn that life doesn't follow. Like, you can try to plan, but it's gonna throw you fucking lefts and rights. Well, the teacher, Professor Wilder, after protesting, signs Joey's form and is like, all right, yeah, you can drop the class. Have a nice life. I'll see you later. Audrey and Dawson are out on their... Or does he? (laughs) Audrey and Dawson are out on their campus tour, and it turns out she's the campus tour guide. And they're just talking about Joey and things. And he asks Audrey, and he's just straight up like, they bond very quickly. And maybe it's just because Audrey's that sort of person. Oh, it's definitely because she's that sort of person. And Dawson's just like, listen, how can Joey be so smart and so stupid at the same time? And I was like, uh, I've asked that question multiple times on this show. And pointed yes. out, she's the dumbest smart person on any show I've ever watched. Yes. And, Audrey- and then Audrey's all like, <laughs> you want to make out? No, that's later when they're up on the suicide roof, right? Here she just says, oh, yes, I definitely think about how stupid Joey is every day. Um, But then they talk about how she's from L.A. And if Dawson thinks USC is all it's cracked up to be. And he's kind of like, it's full of posers and shit, but like, whatever. And she's like, yeah, but do you like it in general, like overall? And he's kind of like, ah, yeah, I don't know about it. Uh, dude like that is where i wrote down too i was like i love audrey because she says because like uh dawson complains about like having to like he's like yeah but he's like i don't know, like meet people and stuff and like you're always comparing them to your friends and blah blah and audrey's like yeah new people are totally heinous uh are a total heinous letdown when compared to people you already know but also at the end she kind of like jokingly says it because they know each other, but I feel like she's the kind of person who does mean it. She's like, I'm kind of worried about you, Dawson. Because she thinks <laughs> the same thing about him that she said to Joey earlier. You're not having the right college experience. And I can sense it. Yeah, you're not having fun. You're doing what you think you should be doing because of what you've convinced yourself. So Joey is back in line again. And those two come up on him as... Although I kind of disagree with her when it comes to her assessment of joey because for joey this is the college experience joey does want some of that other thing but she also realizes hey i'm paying a lot of money to go to this school even if that money is coming from dawson like because i fully expect that joey's gonna try to repay dawson back in the future for this college experience especially if she gets a really good job and can afford to pay him back why wouldn't she a more accurate statement from Audrey that I would have uh, agreed with would have been you're having the wrong romantic experience. That I agree with that 100% because everybody's college experience is different. And that's exactly what Joe actually says to her. She's like, hey, I mean, like if I wanted to be a slut, like I could. Wouldn't be hard. I love one. Yeah, but Joey continues to just have the wrong reaction to everything because she's like, when they come up to online, Joey's like, Audrey, hold my place. I gotta go talk to Dawson. And Joey's like pissed that he's been hanging out with Audrey and having a good day all time, a good time all day long. And she's like, yeah, you know, she's just flirting with you, right? And he's like, yeah, I know, but she's fun. And I like hanging out with her. And it's really not that big of a deal. Like, I don't know why you're mad about yeah. me being friendly with someone else. I wrote down that Joe was pacing herself with Dawson, where it seems like she's like, it, it almost seems like she's purposely trying to like sabotage this even though i know she's not 
no, she, she just has a weird reaction to this whole thing right now. And she's like, well, maybe we should just, you know, like, let let, let this all go and go our separate ways. He's like, are you sure you're ready to do that shit? And she's like, yeah, I'm just going to leave right now. And he's like, okay, get out of here. So he's just chilling with Audrey and she gets out of the line that she was waiting in again. But she runs to the front of it. And it, or no, no, I'm sorry. That's not true. She does wait in line still. And she gets to the front and it's the wrong signature. Yep, it's Oscar Wilde. Yeah, and he's not- all like, she's like, no, this is supposed to say Arthur Wilder. And Joey is fucking pissed. You can tell she is not happy. And that's Oh, she is very angry. Well, that's when she runs to Wilder and she's like, you motherfucker, what did you do? And he's like, listen, I didn't want to part with such a good student. And he had said earlier, like, I don't usually let freshmen into my class. So you're lucky to be here in the first place. You're also talented. Yeah. You're also talented enough to be here. So it's not luck, really. But you just, you fluster too easily. Again, that's why I love Wilder so much, at least in terms of relation to Joey. Because he's another person just like Audrey going like, listen, you got a lot of talent. But you also need to calm the fuck down and just look at things in a different way. So sit down and write down all of this shit about your life that has gotten you to this point all the people in your life make sense of what's fucking your world up right now and then i'll decide whether or not i'm gonna actually sign your paper let me read your story real quick and she's like god damn it but again he's what she does she writes it down and then he gives her an a and she throws out the slip because she's like i don't want to drop this class i can she's like well she's like well i don't want to drop the class if you're gonna give me an a so in the meantime audrey and dawson are on that suicide roof and they're talking about la again and he finally comes clean to her after she's like yo let's make out oh no 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 that would hurt joey i know that so you could tell she's just kidding yeah he's like girl i'm gonna be honest with you because it's you know super easy for me to be honest with people these days i got fired from my internship she's like well one less thing holding you back in la just wanted to point that out oh yeah because like she's like well you're obviously gonna go back right and he's like uh i don't really know i mean like you know, I don't really have a reason. She's like, no, I might like your job. And he's all like, oh, yeah, yeah, that I got fired from. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Never mind about that. I don't have that anymore. So apparently he takes off to go to the airport. And Joey runs into Audrey like, where's my boy at? And she's like, he's at the fucking airport. So Joey chases him down. And we have that whole thing. It's very awkward. Well, after making fun of Joe yeah, about true. it, being like, oh, yeah, we were making out and shit and blah, blah. Like, she obviously is just joking with joey and shit like the whole time making fun of her but it's funny and i'm like oh my god this is great it's a harmless rib that's all it is she came in with a harmless rib but joey goes a run into the airport and they have a very awkward moment for a while until like he just this is what i like about the new dawson though he does kind of confront things as head on as dawson can because he's like i'm bothered that you just wrote me off like that like just uh, it was weird that he felt that way too though i guess because that's where he got a little dramatic but why are you worried about it you kind of like wrote each other off three months ago for the time being like wasn't that the idea of your conversation too like you didn't really write each other off but you were kind of just doing your own thing but then he's like she says her classic i never said it wasn't confusing everything's so confusing i can't ever do anything about anything because it's so confusing and he's like just tell me one thing that you know then she's like i know you want i know i wanted you there He's like, why? She's like, I don't know why. But then finally, he's like, but then you need... She knows. She just doesn't want to say it. And so he's... But he keeps pushing it. He's like, yeah, but if I get on that plane right now, I'm going to go over to LA and we're going to do our own thing. We're going to grow apart and I don't want that to happen. Do you want that to happen? She's like, no, I don't want that to happen at all. So he just drops his bags. 
and stays in the airport. Yeah, because like he's trying to get her to say something like, hey, I love you or something along those lines. So he can make this huge life changing decision to drop out of college and move to fucking Boston. Check it, though. I'm going to do two things about Dawson making Dawson's putting too much weight into what Joey's doing in this decision. And here's why. Because you said something, he's looking for something like, I love you. What he gets is an answer of no, of course not, to the question of, do you want us to grow apart? That's not exactly an I love you. No, it's not. But that's what gets him to decide to stay. That's on him. Like, I can't put that on her. He's the one making that decision. But even without Joey being involved in the decision, even if he is just unhappy in L.A., isn't it the right decision to just stay in Boston anyway? Obviously, Mitch doesn't think so, but we'll get into that later. Or, I mean, Mitch doesn't think it's good to come back to Boston. I think he's bailing on college too fast, to be honest. I think that's what I said. Especially because it's a life I think that's dream, what I, I think that's what I said sort of earlier, thing. and you argued with me about it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm able to change my mind pretty quickly. But I can also see why he would want to, because he explains it pretty, like, clearly he's like dude i want to have regrets he's like this is one person that you're saying that i have loved film and everything like that and why would i drop out of school and shit right now for for a girl he's like because this is also something that's been with me as long as film has been with me and if i don't explore this opportunity to have a like sexual relationship with my soulmate then why the what the fuck are we doing here i don't know i'm not necessarily on mitch's side in terms of whether or not he should drop out and come back to boston i don't see why he can't just stay in boston for like a week and figure shit out with joe before he makes a big life decision because it shouldn't be about joey anyway if he's unhappy that should be maybe a part of the decision but if he's unhappy in la because he's unhappy in la again it's something you pointed out earlier the posers there and he just didn't like it like la wasn't a, a vibe for him he is a fucking massachusetts guy yeah he romanticized the idea of la and that's the whole thing it was hollywood it was the final frontier of filmmaking in the west like where spielberg made his name he went to usc too like i gotta follow in my master's steps and it just didn't match the reality and i think that's something he even said to the guard so i'm i'm down with him going back to boston if it helps him stay focused and centered and he has his family his mom his dad his sister within an hour he's got his friends right there in town no he's not at usc but he's got something else going on right so Mitch is wrong about pushing against him for that. But Mitch is correct when he says none of this should be about Joey in the end. This should be about you deciding about your future for you. You and Joey aren't engaged right now. You need to think beyond your romantic future and think about what you want for you and your passions. Well, that's because he's also come to the conclusion that he looked at it and he's like he's like i'm just a family guy he's like i have literally nothing else but this family and he's like i'm okay with that so i guess since the cat's already out of the bag on mitch dying and all that we don't need to save it i wasn't planning on talking about dawson's storyline quite yet but we've talked about enough let's just do dawson right now 
he he just he's crashing at Grams' in Boston because Grams is cool and she'll take a fucking runaway in in her living room if he's trying to figure out a way to figure his future because she does give good advice. He's like, I don't know what to tell my parents when I take the bus back to Cape Side about this. And she's like, just tell them the truth. Truth will set you free, child. And I don't know if we actually established that we have transitioned to episode three, uh, Cape Side Revisited, but we did kind of just. I mean, a lot of that was me just kind of going off on a tangent and then it had uh, worked up and us uh, just kind of going into the episode. But for our lovely listeners, LOL, lots of love. Give it, get it, got it. This is the transition. We're there. So we're there. And Grams is harboring Dawson till he goes back. Good. He shows up in the front yard and Mitch is like, D, where are you? What do you? What's up, dog? What you doing here? How's how's L.A. going, man? And he's like, I couldn't tell you shit about L.A. I haven't been there for a week. So he has already been there for a week. He could have figured it out with Joey, yeah. to your question. But he tells his dad, what's up? I can't have the regrets. I'll stay at Graham's. I'll get a school. I'll figure it out, whatever. And Mitch is like, nope, that's not happening. You're not dropping out of school. Don't talk to me. It's funny because in my notes, what I wrote down for the whole Mitch Dawson conversation was... I don't want your life. I have that in their later conversation where they're up in Dawson's bedroom because Dawson almost says those exact lines again. I don't want your life. And I'm like, come on. That's what was the other thing? We're, I think it was another Dawson's Creek episode, maybe, where he almost said the exact same thing to someone else. <laughs> I fucking love it. I was like, oh, just say it. Just say this it. This is also where that same conversation is where he's telling him, you've got to choose your own path. You can't follow Joey down her path. But then Mitch drops the line that when you know he's dying, you can feel it in the air. He goes, It'll be gone in a moment, and that's life. And I'm like, Mitch, I know what happens later, so thanks for the quote. This whole episode, like, okay, so there's, uh, you know, I'll just save it. Well, because it's in like well, a Dawson and Gail are sitting on a couch talking too, and Gail's kind of on the same side, and she's like, "Well, not about the Boston thing." Like, I think that she's more supportive of because she even says, "Well, because she even says to Mitch later, she's like." Actually, I think it was before. She's I like, think, yeah, well, I'm I'm a little biased because I want my son like an hour away and not the entire country. I think it was away. actually before this moment because that's when her and Mitch were talking. He was talking about like I was a family man and maybe I didn't do anything great, but maybe we had a son that'll do something great and that's what I gave back. But yeah, that's when she says, I'd be cool if he came back here. I'm good with that shit. But when she's talking to Dawson later, she's like, listen, I just want you to think, is Joey the type of person you're willing to take take a big leap of faith for that's exactly what i wrote down oh i think that's the right question because if you look at their history yes they may be soulmates but is right now at this very important moment in both their lives because she's gonna want to give more attention to school than to a relationship that's just how she is and that's not gonna be what dawson is looking for He's going to want to put the relationship first and school second because that's how he'll do it. And that's not to say he won't give a lot to school, but the relationship will come first. I could see him not even going to school and just trying to pursue potential. Because if he's not spending the money on school, we still don't know exactly how much money he got, right? But we know it's enough to pay for Joey's school, what's not being covered for... I think I think you're underestimating the fact that Dawson wants to go and learn how to be a filmmaker. Like, learn the techniques, learn the skills, learn all of the knowledge that you... I, I think he wants that. Maybe that's me reading into his character, because they haven't really explicitly said that. But I feel like he's the kind of person who wants that education. I think it would be more interesting to see him just trying to 
get better by making movies. I think we've already seen him make three movies, and I'm more interested in seeing him kind of have a college life, personally. Not to say that he didn't have a high school life while he made those movies, but the same could be true of him still going to school. He'll still make his own movies while he's going to school. I'd imagine making your own yeah. movies is part of going to film school. No? It probably I'm is. I guess that's somewhere in the curriculum. So he still gets to work on his shit, even if it's just short films, which he made that propaganda film for that pep rally once. He already knows how to make a short film. Yeah. He knows how to do a documentary. He knows how to do a horror movie. He knows how to do a really, really bad high school romance. He's working on how to do a really bad yep. college romance, maybe. So Dawson's, we get to the point now where Dawson's like heading out and it's clear that he's staying in Boston. And and Mitch comes up, he's like, listen, I think you're making a huge fucking mistake, Dawson. And I am disappointed in you. I'm straight up disappointed. I'm straight up disappointed in you. And it's like, damn, Mitch. Then he comes in like the loving man that he is, but never, never for a single second forget that I love you. And I will always be here for you. Always. He hugs Dawson, right? <clears throat> he hugs him, right? I maybe. I don't I don't remember. Oh well so like really what I was getting at was there's a little interaction and then you see Mitch like walking towards the front door. And that's where I'm like, Oh Mitch, don't go for a drive. It's not good for your health. And then we see Dawson leave and then we get the picture panning back of Mitch standing like in the yard and I'm like, Okay, okay. Did Good. you know? Like, let's try to fucking push this death off as far as we I can. I know that you knew he died. Did you knew he? Did you know he died in a car accident? I was assume. I guess assuming he was gonna die in a car accident because how else is he gonna die? He could have fallen off of a pier, or uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, he did. Man, and all right, I feel like the ice cream cone thing had to be like, uh, we're going to make your character die in a really stupid way just because you were a dick about I this. fucking hate Just because you were a dick about the contract negotiations, we're just going to write you off in a dumb way. Where you drop your ice cream, like, here's my question. Why, if you dropped your ice cream cone on the floor of your car, would you want to eat it anyway? Why would you go for that? Clean it up when you get home like a normal person. Are you going to pick it off the floor wipe it off and eat what didn't touch the ground is that the plan mitch what what's the idea i didn't even necessarily think about what's that what's the idea at the end of the day reaching for ice cream while you're driving down a curvy road and at least I, i'm lowballing here 35 miles an hour reaching down to grab a scoop of there was still a scoop in the cone there were at least two scoops in that fucking cone still oh i'm sorry mitch you dropped half of your top scoop onto the floor of your fucking car do you need to eat that so bad boy you got a newborn baby at home and you want to die over fucking ice cream <laughs> idiot i'm so it's so stupid I feel like and if you want to eat that ice cream so bad pull over go back and get more ice cream if you are that hard for ice cream, Mitch, you're going to die over a scoop, dog. It's too much. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely wrote down. I was like, wow. Mitch dies reaching for an ice cream cone. What the fuck? I, for real, ultimately, do I give a shit if Mitch is ever on this show again? No. No, I was actually expecting what he was afraid of. He'd be on a couple episodes a season. We'd get a couple of scenes, and I'd be like, ah, it's Mitch again. I think it's the writing is obviously on the wall when the kids go away to college. If your kid doesn't live at your house anymore, why do you matter? You know? So get exactly. the fuck, 
Get the fuck out of here. That's why Grabs moved to Boston. So check it. Let's talk to someone else. Let's talk about someone else who moved to Boston. Let's get away from the sadness. Let's get to the gladness. And that's Jack chilling at the frat house playing video games with his boys. He's getting... Dude, I wrote down... First thing I wrote down for Jack is he's a total bro. He's broing hard. And you see the little flip going on at the back of his hair? Like a little mullet that's kind of starting to grow back there? That's a bad yeah. look, too. Um... <laughs> Lots of bad this looks. This is where we find out about the dudes who can help him out in the class he's struggling in. Another dude who can take him out golfing. And Jack's like, wait, what? It's hard to get a golf game around here. And he's like, how do you guys know everything in my life right now? And they're like, oh, we know everything about you. And he's like, nah, I don't know if you know everything. And they're like, no, we know everything. And he's like, nah, I, I don't, I, there might be some things you don't know. They're like, they're like, no, we definitely know everything. And he's like, but hold on a second. There's one thing you might not know. And then dude takes off before he can say it again. He's like, fuck. Yeah. still don't. And then, and then I was like, I was super worried that Jack was going to keep him being gay a secret. And then it would come up later when Toby eventually shows up on the scene if he ever does he wakes up the next morning on the couch in the frat house and he's like what the fuck is going on where am i like bro we ain't letting our bros drink and drive we keep our bros safe our bros are blood and that's a bond blood bros and they're like also we have an official bid to let you into this motherfucking house so we can be true bros bros by blood bro and he's like and by house bro and he's like bros listen bros i like boys bros and they're like they're like yeah, we know. Oh, he's like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, they're like, yeah, it's actually part of the reason why we want you in the house because you know we gotta fill that gay quota. Well, and that's you get this kind of question even in your head as a viewer, maybe where because the, they're like, yeah, the dean wants us to diversify because generally speaking, we're the alpha uh, frat on campus and we do all the super male shit, so we need a gay dude here to kind of soften us up. And then that's, yeah, well, and, and like, Jack's like, well, shit, do you want me just because I'm gay? And they're like, no, no, no. They're like, we want you, and that you're gay is kind of a bonus. And he's like, he's like, also, everybody here is filling a quota. This guy's poor. That guy's black. This guy's, you know, lame. <laughs> he's like, you're just the gay guy. And it's like, well, to Toby was the one who kind of put in his head, like, dude, all they want you for is a quota. And he, exactly. And, comes Graham's on. and that's what Graham's points out. She's all like, "Who does that sound like? That sounds like that Toby influence." Because she's like, "Do you want to be in the frat? Do you want to hang out with your with your friends and play video games and just be talking about football and shit?" And Jack's like, "That sounds like a fun time." But then when they're talking about how everyone there's filling a quota and he's welcome there, dude is even like, "Listen, Toby's welcome here too." Even if he needs a place to crash, like not even just because he's visiting you, like he's your boy, he's our boy. This is his home too. And Jack's like, "Fuck, man, I'm in." He's like, "I'm in, bros." That's it. Let me in. So they hoist him up on the shoulders, and everyone's loving life. And Jack's on top for the first time. Jack is probably truly feeling accepted by people outside of obviously his close knit group that got built, but by a community of people that he would have never expected to be like. Well, and then on, like, on top of it, like, we've already seen just in the introduction, like, the illusion that there's going to be a lot of connections through this frat for Jack. And I feel like that's just going to be, I, I feel like this is just nothing but good for Jack. So let's hear about what also, what do you think about what's good for Jen when it comes to Jen and Charlie? Because this is where, 
All right, so let's set the scene initially, and we're going to come back to this scene later, but we're going to open up... Oh, you mean like when she takes a phone call on her cell phone, cell phone, cell phone. They're everywhere. Everyone's got the cell phones now. That's just the world we live in. You finally got your wish in season five. Well, I mean, it should have happened earlier, but I get it. I think it happened at the exact right time it should have technology i would like to go back and look at more tv shows in this exact same time frame from when this started in what was it 98 and see when other tv shows transitioned in cell phones into their reality dude listen here zach morris had a fucking cell phone that's different that was an exception not the rule I'm just saying, I've been programmed since I was a child to think that cell phones are things that teenagers should have because of Zach Morris. I didn't grow up watching Saved by the Bell either. There's no way I got the same message. But name me one other show from that era where someone had a cell phone. One. I'm sure there are. I just have to go back and watch some of them. That's what I just said. But I guarantee you it would still be an exception percentage-wise as opposed to 2001. And 1997. There'd be that growth between them. Cell phone talk, bro. This comes up more often than any other side topic in this show, honestly. And I feel like I've slowly, obviously embraced it because I'm the one going on the cell phone rant right now. Sometimes you got to rant about technology. But she does. She answers the cell phone at a restaurant. It's her. Jen, Joey, and Audrey are hanging out. Another fucking threesome that I love seeing just doing their thing and they just happen to be at pacey's restaurant and that'll come up later but she takes that call and audrey asks joey like who's this charlie michael murray and what do we think about him and joey's like i don't know he's a mystery man dog i don't know what's happening and then audrey asks jen was that a booty call and jen's like yeah kind of yeah 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 pretty much that's what that was so she goes over to charlie's and she's like listen i need to know some things about you this can't just be she's like i can't just be running every time you call She's like, yeah, this won't be a regular thing. Tell me something about yourself. I need something. The only thing he reveals up front here is he's from Highland Park, Illinois. And I was like, god damn. It's a weird place for a show to choose for someone to be from. I feel like someone on the staff must have been from Highland Park. Well, and then like, and that's like less than an hour from my house. That's why I'm commenting on how weird it is that they used it. Because I know where Highland Park is at. I have been to Highland Park before. Yeah, I'm just like. That's insane. I'm like, we could have potentially known this guy. In that time frame, absolutely. Because he would have been just two years older than us. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's the potential. But there's no information coming from Charlie right now either. They're still in bed. And that's when this sex bet comes up. Because he says something offhandedly about, like, going 12 hours without sex. And she's like, well, that's a challenge then. We're going 12 hours without any kind of sex. And she specifies. Yeah. She specifies any kind of sex well because she doesn't want she doesn't want charlie michael murray being like hey well i mean like we're not going for sex we could always do this sex baby so no it's off the table but they're trying to learn some things or she's trying to learn some things and she gets annoyed that he doesn't like watching things with subtitles and they get so bored with this bullshit they end up trying to have sex but there's no more condoms and so he's like, oh, let's go steal these condoms. I know where we can steal them from. And so they go to this, like, museum or something. Oh, my God. A fucking museum. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's the college. Oh, it's, it's a health center. Oh, okay. It's the college health so, center. A fucking so museum. So they go to this house. 
So they go to this health center, right? And they go up to this condom display. And he's like, yeah, see, free condoms. And she's like, yeah, do you see what? Like, can you not read? And he's like, oh, shit, no, I just... I can't read without my glasses, and I look like a dork. He, he thought it said something about getting laid, and she's like, no, it says something about a world without AIDS, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my question. 2001, did they not have fucking contact lenses? That's what I said, because I was wearing contacts since I was like, I don't know, in sixth grade? I feel like I'm turning more and more into Chuck when it comes to this shit. Two seasons ago, I wouldn't have cared about these contact lenses. Now, I can't help but think like, okay, maybe you do look like a dork in glasses. Contact lenses exist. You can see. Yes. You can see if you want to. It's easy. Just put a thing in your eyeball, dude. It doesn't make any sense. Well, they end up having sex on the floor of the museum, so that works out for them. I literally wrote this down because i was yelling at the tv screen or the ipad and i'm like just get fucking contacts you fucking idiot i was like oh my god but can we get to a good storyline one that feels all right so the opposite how of how dawson and joey relate to each other in the previous episodes is what we get from joey and pacey here it's they interact with each other so it's just so good to see. So she sees him at the restaurant when they're there. She happens to see him back in the kitchen when she gets up to go to the bathroom. But she doesn't want to go approach him. Her and Jen are talking. Yeah. Jen, Jen's like, yeah, I knew he was in town. I didn't know he was working here, but I knew he was in town. And Joe's like, I don't want him to see me, but he's not ready to see me. And she takes off. That's I think that was the right decision. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And then uh, I also wrote down that it's almost like Pacey doesn't under fully understand the opportunity he's getting at this uh with this job but think about it this is his first job for real outside of the yacht thing where he knew his position as a deckhand and was like i'll keep riding that out we'll see where it goes i don't think he really did understand but think about it why is he really getting this opportunity danny says later that karen who's this waitress that pacey has met at the job and kind of has the flirtatious banter with but she's really angry she might be the angriest character we've met on this show yet from the get-go she is tnt ready to fucking explode right now well she should probably start smoking again one of the only smokers in the history of this show honestly you don't see a lot of it well and that's like i immediately thought that that's why she was being a bitch was i was like oh she just needs a cigarette but it's more than that because as he's here because his job so far as being a prep cook is peeling potatoes and he's pissed about it and he wants to bitch about it and she's like i don't want to hear about it and she's being all angry with him and at one point when he's trying to bitch about the boss she's like listen the only reason that you got this job your only qualification is because of your gender you've got no skills here you've never worked in a fucking kitchen before you cut up some fish on a boat that's not the same fucking thing and i'm guessing that she has the skills as a cook but what danny says is she's just not the right person but somehow pacey is it just feels like, they, like it's a topic that is definitely a hot issue now. Gender equality and yeah. men. It was then, too, for sure. 
But I don't remember, and maybe that's a testament to who I am, that I don't didn't remember that storyline of the waitress and her getting fucking looked over despite being more qualified than Pacey. Well, I guess we'll have to figure out what more qualified, like, because we don't know what her qualifications really are. She's worked in a kitchen longer at the very least. That's all we know. Or she's worked at a restaurant longer, I should say, because she's a waitress, not in the kitchen. But why shouldn't she get a chance in the kitchen? Pacey's saying he does have he Pacey admits that he's got some raw skills from his experience on the on the yacht, right? Yeah. And so I can understand why if they're going to attempt to turn him into a chef or a cook or whatever he wants, you know, whatever his title is, then he's gonna need to start at something like this and I don't understand why he doesn't realize that, oh, you don't just go straight to cooking the fucking truffle soup. But he does, though, like immediately. Like, okay, so he peeled 42 pounds of potatoes that day, and maybe he'd been doing that for a week now, right? So he's peeled potatoes for a week. He's gotten really good at peeling potatoes, saving as much of the potato as you possibly can, doing it real finely, doing it real nice, and then he's chopping them. He's chopping them as fucking finely and thin as he can, getting that down. And then a week later, he's chopping these super expensive white truffles. I don't know the actual price, but I know for a fact that shit is insanely expensive. Well, they said on the show it was like 1200 an ounce or something. So a week into slicing, Pacey... Or maybe it was 1200 a pound. A week into slicing, Pacey's not only slicing these super expensive things, Danny says you are cooking the truffle ravioli tonight. So he's cooking a dish within a week. There's no possible way that his experience with fish on the ocean and a week of potato peeling has him prepared to make truffle ravioli. Well, maybe he's an idiot savant. Well, he's not an idiot. I mean, unless, are you telling me you think Pacey is an idiot? No, no, I'm just, maybe he's a savant. Uh, who knows? We're going to find out about it. Before we find out about what you think we're going to find out about, I think you had something you wanted to tell us before we got to the predictions. Oh, yeah, so my three-pack uh, overview, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, I guess it's just an overview. I was going to try to come up with something cool, college phrase, because we're in the college days. We got the creek kids off the creek into the college. But now it's our, it's my, you know, it's just the overall three-pack thoughts. It's Chuck's overall three-pack thoughts. I really enjoyed this uh, three-pack. The college crew is looking older. They're looking fitter. And they're having different kinds of dramas, uh, sort of. Because uh, this is kind of also a rehash of uh Dawson and Joey drama, just with a slightly different touch. Joey, as we now see, is a runner. The whole crew has cell phones. I was, I didn't even note it, but I remember thinking, I was watching, like, oh, Joey's a jogger now? When did that happen? She got the time to leisurely jog. Interesting. Yeah, jo- jogging, jogging Joey was uh, definitely an interesting thing. We didn't get the returns yet of Toby and Drew. Um, nor have we seen Betsy and Bodie, but realistically, I'm like, how, how often are we going to really see them? Okay. So yeah, as far as Betsy and Bodie are concerned, I feel like that's the four episodes a season, maybe because they're back in Cape side where the yeah. main characters are. They so, okay. have, uh, uh, like there's an established, we know what they're doing, so we're not worried about it. Now you said. Now, as far as as far as the other two, you said yet. Yeah. Do you think that both Drew and Toby will make a return to the show? 
I could see them making a return. I could also just as easily see them being not on the show. They, there was no reference even to Drew in this three-pack. Uh, at least Toby was brought up because Jack and Toby are still dating in a long-term relationship. How long will that last is to be seen. But there's at least Toby has been mentioned, so I feel like there's a higher likelihood of seeing Toby in the future than there is of Drew, although I'm not holding out hope. You know what? There's a better chance that I'm going to see Drew and Toby later in the season than I am Mitch. That's absolutely true. Um, So let's get to your predictions, if you're ready, for the next three episodes we've got coming for you. Are you ready? Or do you have any more to add? I was just, you know, that we got some new characters. um, The lovable Audrey and uh, Professor Wilder and uh, the, the whole frat crew. And Charlie Michael Murray. And Charlie Michael Murray. I knew there was a lot more. There's there's a whole slew of characters I feel like we're going to be seeing in seasons five and six. Here's what Dawson's Creek has shown us throughout the years. They are never, ever shy about introducing a new character at any point in time. No, yeah, that is 100% correct. And they're clearly not afraid to introduce many new characters all at the same time. Correct, correct. We probably We probably met a dozen people we'll see again in these three episodes. And um, also that there's uh, just kind of the addition of technology and the whole crew now presumably has cell phones with uh, maybe the exception of Pacey, who will get one in the near future. He's the only one we don't see with his own cell phone because he doesn't have a job. And apparently Melanie's not that much of a sugar mama. Not yet, at least. I'm going to use the opportunity of you creating the Chuck's three-pack thought section to kind of jump into the prediction section by just asking you some questions like how do you think jack and the frat plays out i think you already said you think it's gonna be good for him yeah i think it'll be good for him there's i mean like there's obviously gonna be some sort of a drawback at some point because that's just the life and a, a teen drama show right what do you think about jen and chad michael murray or charlie michael murray how do you think that works out for jen i mean i think it's good for right now it's Nothing long-term. How do you think the car accident worked out for Mitch? Uh, he is dead. Because if you wouldn't have known, you may have guessed anyway, but they don't, like, confirm that he's dead. No, the they implication, don't. The implication is that there was a car crash. Yes. He he reached for unnecessary ice cream and, and maybe ended his own life, maybe ended up in a coma, maybe somehow miraculously walked away without a scratch and still had all of his ice cream. But we know he's dead. Yes. So episode four comes in titled The Long Goodbye. Okay, so this is definitely the uh, Mitch You Dead episode. So there's going to be the return of Mitch on screen in the form of uh, memories, maybe uh, callbacks to the previous four seasons, maybe in a, like, um, what do you call it? Like, Like a funeral sort of thing. But either way, the whole the whole college crew is gonna come back to, uh, to Creekside, and it's gonna be a whole <laughs> a whole new a whole new life on the creek, and for one episode before they go back to college, potentially. Okay, episode five. Use your disillusion, and w- with a side question for me that can also tie into the last episode. What's Dawson doing, L.A. or Boston? Because I feel remember, like. 
I'll point out, remember, that Mitch's, some of his last words were that Dawson was making a huge mistake staying in Boston. Will he take, will he take that to heart now that Mitch is dead and go back to LA to fulfill his dream? Or will we follow his own heart and stay in Boston? I feel like that's the, gonna be the internal strife the entire episode and it's gonna be a real heavy dawson episode and i think that he'll end up going boston because it's closer to home especially now for his mom who is now raising a baby by herself yeah and at least he can be an hour away instead of like a plane ride away does he go back to school at all does he just stay home with mom i think he's gonna go to boston so i don't know about school necessarily maybe he'll be trying to transfer for spring so maybe he'll go back to to cape side for you think he would go live in boston without staying in without staying in school instead of going and living with his mom and baby sister after his dad died yeah i guess it probably does make more sense he moves he moves back home we're dropping out i'm not trying to push your um predictions i'm just saying it does make more sense um, and episode six here is high anxiety. I feel like this is a three pack. I should have given you all of them at once. So let's just round them up again. Long goodbye. Use your disillusion and high anxiety. They're kind of vague. The, the second two. I'm going to do something I don't normally do. I'm going to have a totally different prediction for this episode as opposed to the last episode. In the last episode, I think Dawson moves back to Cape Side to stay with mom in this episode. No, high anxiety. He's got high anxiety because he decided, you know what? I got to go back to school. I got to go back to L.A. I got to give it a shot. So he goes back. So Dawson actually goes back to L.A. And he's got high anxiety because he's also got guilt that he left his mom alone with Double L and no Mitch to be helping fucking raise Double L, you know, to just be the baddest mofo that she can be and it's just you know there's a lot of high anxiety he's having from that plus joe's got this high anxiety because she's trying to figure out if she loves pacey or dawson or school or professor wilder or what think about think about how all right how is she dealing with Mitch's death? Exactly. Like, what's, what's, how, that, no, I'm asking, like, what, what, how is she dealing with this right I now? I don't know. She... It's Joey. You never know what she's dealing with. Good question. Do you think she's being like Dawson was when her mom died and being good at being there and being comforting? Or do you think there's somehow some kind of tension between them right now? I feel like there's got to be some sort of tension because that's just the show. Also, I feel like Toby or Jack's got some high anxiety because. Toby is just like, dude, I know that Grams thinks otherwise, but this fucking your frat bros are not your bros. They just are trying to fill the quota and they just want their little gay guy in here and you're acting too much like a bro. And Jack's like, dude, I'm not acting. I am a bro. I'm a super bro, bro. He's like, I just happen to like guys, bro. Don't worry about and it. Toby's bro. like, don't call me bro, Jack. <laughs> and jack's bro. like bro you're Don't my bro, call me bro jack bro i'm getting jacked bro i'm not jack bro I'm he's bro, like bro. he's like my name is jack i'm getting jacked i like bros you're my bro what's jack up bro? Me, bro and toby's like you're saying bro too much i need to back the <laughs> fuck out of here what about jen what's jen saying and jen's got high anxiety because 
Charlie Michael Murray's just like, hey, girl, we need to fuck all the time. And she's like, I'm down, but we also need to, like, get your eyes fixed and figure out this relationship more because all you want to do is fuck. And he's all like, yeah, it's because I'm a nerd and I don't, like, beat chicks like you. They're all lame. Now, what about Pacey and his coworkers? And Pacey's all like, he's got high anxiety because he's trying to make this truffle ravioli bomb ass shit and all of his co-workers are all like hey little bitch boy you don't deserve to be here put your hat on he's like i don't like hats <laughs> and what about any other secondary characters that might have high anxiety about anything they all have high anxiety because they're just you know it's an anxiety it's an anxious moment in their life the wicked mitch of the west is dead unfortunately all right Well, if you're interested in bad jokes like that, if you're interested in hearing your favorite secondary characters called by the wrong name, or if you're interested in all of the love we have to give you, you can catch all of our new episodes on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and most importantly at 50grandyquays.com. Follow us, 50grandyquays, on Twitter, and like us on Facebook, you lovely listeners. Until next time, we we be be creaking. creaking!